I can brag about everything about him. Like, he takes care of me. He loves me. I mean, even mentally, he just feeds into me. I mean, I just... We're, we're newlyweds, so when she says everything, I won't lie, my mind goes completely <laughs> different God, you making me better. You making me better. And you choose to do it however, whenever, wherever. God, you making me better. You making me better. What's up everyone, Wayne here again As promised, this is part 2 of our incredible conversation with Denise and John Lakin Just be just as good, if not better, than the previous one um, You guys will really enjoy this Had some really good insight, amazing, amazing commentary on this So, here it is, hope you enjoy well, I guess my question with you, John, with being... Um, a pastor and, and Denise, you can probably chime chime in on this too. Is how you know have you guys established some boundaries? Oh um, yeah, you know, with family, with friends, with the congregation. That you know, hey, this is our marriage. How, how do you? Because I know with us, we didn't set those boundaries in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so a lot of the different obstacles that we you know we faced when it came to other people is because. We didn't let them know yeah. like this. So how how have you guys have you done that? Yeah, some so much of that for me, and I don't want to. I would rather you speak for yourself only because I don't want to speak for you and then I may say something wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. For me, so much of it has been in preparation. Right? Gotcha. So like once I once we got married, no, I didn't have to say much to people because I kind of set a standard going in yeah. um, for people to understand. And the benefit of someone like me is that anytime in an official capacity, I'm talking about marriage, yeah. these are things I'm on record as saying already anyway. Yeah. Okay. So people would expect me to have some That's boundaries, true. right? Yeah. Uh, one simple boundary, and in ministry it's a bigger deal than for most people, yeah. is more about the ministry context itself because it can be so demanding and time-consuming and yeah. certain things you can't get out of. And I'm yeah. grateful to have a wife who understands and has a ministry mind to understand and wants to be a part of that. But one little thing I did um, once I got back to the office, I would normally go into the office, I don't know, about 10 o'clock, and I'd stay 7, sometimes 8 o'clock, just yeah. not a big deal. Uh, I already knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, didn't, didn't talk about it. We didn't even have to talk about it, quite frankly. Um, but that Monday, I remember leaving the office. It was about, I went very early. I think I left about... 5.30 and the office manager and one of the assistants, as soon as I came out, they started clapping. They're like, we know what this is about. <laughs> so for me, it's not even family. I think our families understand. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're championing for us. In fact, they probably would force us to do it right if we were getting it wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but for me, the bigger deal is my ministry context. Gotcha. Uh, making sure that I have those uh, boundaries in place. And I have leaders around me yeah. um, that are under me in leadership um, that honestly are, are, I don't say loyal in the sense where it's unhealthy, but they're loyal to me beyond my ministry. Um, my assistant mm. looks out for Denise. They, they I care about My John assistant been looking out for Denise yes, before the fiancé days, right? She, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she she <laughs> shut like stuff her. down all over the place. <laughs> That's great. Um, in fact, funny story, and then I'll let you take over. But just the other day, uh, we received some messages from some leaders in the church where I may need to get involved with some additional things. And my assistant looked at me and she said, listen, I'm going to take care of that. Yeah. Um, mm. You don't do that. Mm. Uh, so, again, That's huge. some of it's me and some of it is that I've just put people in place yeah. who are not yes men and yes women. Right. That's, they're going to speak truth to me. too. Yeah. Um, so it's it's been one of those things where. 
my lifestyle, I think, has done some of that work for me. Good stuff. Yeah. I don't think I really had to because I feel like most of my friends and my family pretty much understand. They know where I stand. Yeah, so <laughs> that's true. They, that's what's up. They true. already know. They're like, oh, you and they're cooking for your husband and your uh-huh. family. Yes, yeah. I am. Yep. I like doing that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but so, yeah, I, I don't have to. In fact, um, most of them, my, especially my mom, she's like, all right, go. Like, they don't even want to take my calls. Yeah. yeah. Go. Mm-hmm. All right, bye. And I'm like, all right. Well, yeah. I'm just calling. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> How was your day? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that, man. Like boundaries are important. Like, yeah. like, like Fee said, you know, because we didn't, and part of it was just that we didn't know how, because yeah. it, it was a new situation for us. But because yeah. we didn't have like a lot of clear cut boundaries, you know, from the beginning, it did cause problems, you know, towards the middle. And I mean, we're just now really learning how to really just say no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's yeah. that's something I'm I'm still putting into practice. Just the art of saying no. I think she's yeah. a lot better at it than I am. It took a while, but I became a professional. At yeah, it. you're. Oh, she she's a ninja. No. Yeah, she's yeah. she slings no, no. like the, the no. conviction, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right for sure. But I mean, and I'm I'm learning a lot from her. I mean, just the idea of saying no. I mean, you saying no, particularly like you said in the ministry context, you saying no to ministry opportunities or opportunities to serve. It's not necessarily you saying no to God. Right. Exactly. It's not necessarily you yeah. letting people down. Yeah. I mean, particularly if it's something that you know for a fact is going to take away from your home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. You know, and I, I don't even like it when we compartmentalize our priorities in the sense that, you know, because I've heard people say this before, you know, it's, it's, and it's it's not necessarily untrue, but it's, you know, God first, then the family, then the church, then doesn't this, work. then that. It doesn't work because if you're not careful, you'll kind of mix and, and mesh a lot yeah. of the, the compartments yeah. and they spill over into each other and you confuse God with family and you confuse family with the church. And you, it's just all this, yeah. it just becomes a mess. Not, it's just, let, let God handle the balancing yeah. acts. You you just be wise and practical and you just really have to understand. That's so good. It, I mean, it, it's, it's just so yeah. true. Seek first yeah. the kingdom of God, all this righteousness, Matthew 6, 33, you yeah. know, all, all these things will be added unto you. It's, Nowhere in there do you really see the boxes that we create, you know, but unfortunately, because we like having all the answers, mm-hmm. we, we create all of these compartments and stuff yeah. like that. And we think if we follow them to the T yeah. that, you know, God is just going to kind of put a stamp of approval on it, even though he didn't even create the stamp to begin with. Yes. Yeah. So I have a question for, for you both as husbands Uh-oh. so with that being said that Uh-oh. you don't necessarily why are you saying oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just because you got real animated just now like no, you're, you're, that's, the neck that's just a part of in, my you know. how I communicate right, right. right. Um, <laughs> been doing it for 20 years I'm sorry you really have okay so how do you let your wife know that she is a priority <laughs> without what's the word you use without uh okay which word are you referring to you said without saying okay god first without give, having a, oh, a order i guess as, so, as yeah. Not, yeah. Not, not making her feel like she's on a to-do list okay yeah. i got you so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so how do you let me know you know because I've, you've told me before okay it's not gonna always be because i honestly was that person that was like you know God first, mm-hmm. me, your family is a priority, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So um, that was a hurdle for us. Yeah. yeah. So again, like my question is, how do you let your wife, how does a husband let his wife know that, you know what, you're a priority? So, you know. Did you want to talk about first? I want both no, of you I guys mean, to I, answer. Yeah, yeah, so, so, yeah, so yeah, you know. It, 
So even though I think we should avoid the compartments, it does start with God. I, I don't want people to, you know, get mistaken with, with that. It does start with God. I think the tension is God may lead you at certain points to prioritize things that you ordinarily wouldn't. Okay. So like, for instance, if, if there's a point in my life where like, I'm just completely engulfed in ministry or my job or whatever other thing to the neglect of my wife and children, if, if I am, you know, spending time with God uh, as I should, then he's going to kind of throw hints here and there, whether directly or through people or life circumstances. It's going to be hints that are thrown your way. They're going to be like, hey, uh, this part of your life is is lacking. You know, you, you need to focus more on your family at this season in your life than on ministry or, or, or vice versa. And I think the tension is just really allowing God to have that kind of free reign and, and not necessarily thinking that you know we have all the answers because we don't yeah. um as far as making you feel like you're a priority I, I look at it really as far as my relationship with god like i want my relationship with god to be something that i'm always like in tune with i don't want to just think okay well i did my part to to have my relationship with god by spending 20 30 minutes with him in the morning mm -hmm. like i want to kind of interact with god throughout the day so if i if i look at my relationship yeah. with you in that same light then it's not just saying, you know, good morning in, in the, the morning when we get ready to leave, give you a kiss goodbye, and that's the last you hear from me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What you think, sis? That's good. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She said you good. Okay, so, so we got the stamp. Yeah. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I felt the judge's yeah. gavel coming out like that. Uh, okay, yeah. so, okay, all right. Yeah. I think, I, think I, I appreciate what you just said. That was very good. I know several years ago, one of my colleagues, um, he heard me going kind of losing my mind over my schedule yeah. just really irritated with something and he gave me a book <clears throat> this is a guy who has five kids and a wife and one thing I always loved about this guy was there was always a sense perfect no but always a sense of healthy just always healthy yeah yeah but the book was the book can be summed up in one statement um stop trying to have balance gotcha create yeah. healthy rhythms yeah gotcha. right yeah um for me, I would answer that based upon my wife. For instance, I wouldn't tell men, hey, listen, here's how you speak. Here's how you do for your wife right. so you know you value her. Mm -hmm. Because when I do that, I've made all women the same. Yeah. Um, this is a particular woman that God has gifted me to be in her life as her husband. Mm -hmm. There are going to be certain things that speak life to her that won't move you in the least. Yes. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. So for, for Denise, perfect example, the first big deal that we had to deal with as soon as we got married was the next day I had to preach a funeral. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're out here, if you're out there, you're getting married, don't preach a funeral after your wedding wow. day. But we didn't have a choice. I mean, it was just one of those dynamics. <laughs> but I took a picture of us. We were at Starbucks that Sunday morning. Um, I put my message together that night. Sunday morning, we were just drinking coffee at Starbucks, and I took a picture of her just kind of going through my notes and just, I want you to make some whatever. It may sound like that was all about me, right? but actually what I was trying to do, I was including my wife into my space. Yep. Um, yep. I feel that the essence of covenant love based on scripture in terms of God's relationship with his people is including them in the story. Yep. And for me, the most important thing my wife can do for me, the most important thing I can do for my wife is always include her in the story. Right. And that's what I'm trying to do always with my life, with my love, with my stuff, with everything. I want her to know um, in the ways that speak life to her um, that she matters enough 
for inclusion. Gotcha. So, do you feel like that was because you you said you wouldn't do that again, right? Would you preach? <laughs> no, no. It's because <laughs> if you had of the, to do it the, over, the you situation okay. called for it. <laughs> All right. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> do you think that that was like your first like big lesson? Like, actually, okay, no. Or, and now you may disagree, okay. but here's why I would say no. And this is gonna really mess you up because if you say the wrong thing here, up. you're in trouble. <laughs> Part of it was Uh-oh. I didn't actually make that decision without the benefit of her counsel. Okay. Although they wanted it and they pushed it, we hadn't discussed that because that fell where it fell. Your advice to me was, and I remember it like it was yesterday. Is it ideal? Kind of going back to that. Yeah. Is this ideal? ideal? Yeah. Is this what we really want? Is this what I really want right now? Right. No. Mm-hmm. But I get this. Yeah. And we need to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so even that became that. In all honesty, I sit here and laugh and say I would never do that. Honestly, if it were that situation. I yeah. Because I did it. Yeah. I didn't do it because, oh, I didn't know any better. No. Yeah. Looking back, I wouldn't do it. No. Right. That, was a, that was the first decision we actually had to make yeah. going into that week because it was that week when my, yeah. my great aunt passed away. Oh, um, yeah. So it wasn't ideal. It was not something I would have liked. Yeah. Um, she didn't like it per se. But what we found, at least for me, it actually became, in all honesty, an example of seeing covenant love at work. Yeah. Again, making space, doing what you have to do for the people you love. Yeah. Yeah. And it started with us, but she was there every step of the way. I don't think I could have done that actually without the benefit of her being on my, I don't think I could have done that without her actually being on board to say, we have to do this. We, I get it. Yeah. Okay. We, we gotta get and how this. would you respond to that sister? You can answer that in however um, way you want to. That was tough. It yeah, was hard. I'm trying to it start fights, man. No, I'm, not <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> yeah. You know. But it was hard for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, mean, I had to think of because I'm way. grieving too. Yeah. It wasn't right. just right. I'm getting married. Yeah. I'm actually I lost someone I deeply cherish. Exactly. And yeah. that's what helped me be able to support him yeah. in yeah. that way because it was hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting married, and then I have to go to a funeral yeah. the next day. Exactly. Yeah. But knowing who he is, yeah, I couldn't imagine how hard it was for him to know that hey. I had to preach a funeral, but I can't even take my bride away the next yeah, day. Yeah. So I knew that <laughs> I couldn't just think about yeah, me yeah, and my feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to really think about him. And yeah. I think that, you know, that's great because you know his character. Mm-hmm. You know that he's not just putting this funeral right. for me. He loves me. Right. You know, so I think that that's just maturity. That's wisdom. That is just unselfish love. So I commend you both. Yeah. yeah. And for that. the record, after the funeral, we left town. We did. <laughs> right, right, right. We left town. Yeah. 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 That particularly what you said, man, about covenant love. I mean, and you've, you've heard this before as a preacher, like, you know, the difference between covenant love versus like, you know, the whole contractual type yeah. mentality yeah. that we have mm-hmm. a lot. That's prevalent, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, multiple generations. You see yeah. it. You see it in baby boomers. You see it yeah. in generation next, millennials. Contrary to popular belief, it's not just millennials. Yeah, but that's right. you know, the whole idea that if I don't fulfill this portion of the contract, mm-hmm. that the other party is free to pretty much nullify their yeah. part. And yeah. whereas covenant, man, covenant, covenant is not so cut and dry. Yeah. You know, it's looking at it through the lens of the Bible. It's messy. Like you. Yeah. God wants me to cut an animal in half, walk yeah. in between it. It's all bloody. It's messy. It's complicated. Yeah. It's, it's not. Yeah. It's not something that's just I- ideal. It's not self-centered. <laughs> it's not yeah. self-centered. It calls you out of yourself. Exactly. Right. I often tell people when we get married, um, I had a couple that I married a couple years ago or a year ago. I can't remember. And they asked me if they could do their own vows. I mean, they did the counseling, so I have no. Yeah. I had no problem with them. 
so here's what I told him. I said, hey, um, you can't do your own vows. I said, because I know what you mean. You yeah. can do your own thing, but we'll do the vows afterwards. Right. And I explained to them why. Right. I said, because when couples say, oh, we'll do our own vows, yeah. what they get in front of people and say, they talk about their feelings yeah. based on when they first met. I knew this. Oh, I know this. I know this. Yeah. But right. what they never do is talk about what they will do. Exactly. Yeah. Vows yeah. are promises saying, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this exactly. in these situations. Exactly. And, and here's again. Contrary to popular belief, vows and promises about what you will do mm-hmm. actually gives love an opportunity to grow. They do. Yeah. Because they now do. I'm not worried about her. Exactly. Because she's telling me if it all falls apart, yeah. she's not leaving me. Yeah. yeah. I feel now that I don't have to be careful around yeah. her. Right. I can be me. Exactly. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to think. Well, I know she's around as long as she gets all the stuff she wants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I lose everything, she's out. Right. See, that's the problem. Yeah. Without that kind of without that kind of solid foundation, the other party has no real confidence mm-hmm. that if things don't go well, you're going to be here. And that's where God comes in once yeah. again. If God's not at the center of your marriage, um what one thing that, you know, her and I have shared, me and Fia have shared on other podcasts is that one of the biggest benefits that, you know, God brings to the marriage is a third perspective that both of you can adhere to. Hmm. It's because we, we're both individuals. Yeah. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're both individuals. You know, we, we should not come into a marriage. I think you pointed this out earlier, John, about the idea of us coming into a marriage trying to complete each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I hate it when people say, you know, well, you just complete me. <laughs> Sounds so, so cute, but it's, it's horrible, it actually. Cute, right. It, it's, no, I'm, I'm complete. You put a lot of pressure on the other person. Exactly. Actually. Yeah, yeah you, you're, you're literally projecting your insecurity yeah. on them and expecting them to fulfill it. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, the idea that when we are bumping heads, because we're individuals, we mm-hmm. have our own perspectives, we have our own personalities, we have our own lenses. When we're bumping heads, and we're just getting nowhere fast, Hmm. a third perspective that comes in and says, okay, here's where you're going wrong. Here's where you're going wrong. Now y'all work this out. Yeah. Like it's as simple as that. Like having the benefit of God coming to me as a husband and saying, I realize that you think you're right. You might be right in this situation. (laughs) Okay. But my command to you as a husband is to love your wife as Christ loved the church. And what Christ did, loving his wife as Christ loved the church, is that he, in, in his own way, really submitted his will yeah. for the betterment of his wife. Golgotha, uh, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, oh. <laughs> I love that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But it, it's just, just that idea that, you know, and, and as far as the wife is concerned also, like this, this knucklehead just don't know nothing, but I got to submit, which is such an ugly word, you know. Yeah. But just the idea that God can bring a perspective in a third mm-hmm. perspective, a third opinion that is obviously authoritative, yeah. but it's also for the betterment of you both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that when we get to a point to where we can't agree, yeah. we can look to him and see like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause he shows us stuff that we don't see yeah. through our own lenses. You know? I love that though. You said we go to God, which is probably some form of prayer, scripture, Definitely. perspective, something. Mm-hmm. And what I like about that is not that we can't go to people, mm-hmm. But if we go to people too fast, yeah. we tend to go to people who probably are going to take our side, mm-hmm. right. yeah. which is messy. Yeah, yeah. We always go to the people that are going to tell us And I love what the idea that in going yeah. to God, we're basically admitting that we're not going to run to our respective corners where we know we have some support. Exactly. We're yeah. going to go to scripture that might, in fact, is going to, like you said, it causes both of us to come to another place yep. for the sake of the, the good of the relationship. Exactly, man. That's mm-hmm. a great thing. No doubt. Wow. So, um, Denise, if you can just visualize a a young lady that is um, 
coming to you and she's confiding in you. She's a single young lady, um, has a child. She has someone that is interested in dating her and, and she believes it possibly could be it. Like, uh, I'm, I hate her voice of God, but I'm, I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's come to you for counsel and just, you know, just for some wisdom and some advice. What do you think um, that you would say? Let's say maybe this is two years from now or three years from now or tomorrow. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or tomorrow. <laughs> Um, yeah, because it's, it, it's been a, a process. It, yeah, it, it dated has. for five years. So, yeah, right. we could say that. We can. Um, yeah. So what do you think? Um, because I, I believe that God takes us through. We go through experiences not just for the benefit of ourselves, right. yeah. but for other people right. as well. Yeah. And it's amazing how God will allow us to be able to just to witness and share the, our experiences and things that we've gone through so yeah. that young lady is sitting in front of you and she's saying you know I'm, I'm nervous I'm scared you know about this but I really do believe it's God but on the other hand I just want to be sure because I don't want to be hurt again yeah what would you say what would um, Danny say to her hmm. I think I would probably say um, and this may sound a little cliche but seriously pray because um, yeah. yeah. I found I did a lot of that during that time just mm-hmm. because I wanted to be sure and I didn't want to disappoint God right. I, I really didn't I wanted to get it right um, this time and also seek counsel I, I feel like it's nothing wrong with seeking godly counsel um, for direction I yeah. feel like God places those people in our lives for a reason for definitely, that definitely. I would also suggest being patient um, not rushing the process but actually going through the process and if you really do believe that this person is from God, then you're going to have to trust God and not the person. Facts. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. so. Awesome. Wow. I know that was something I have to constantly tell myself, okay, God, you said that this is the one for me. So if you said that, then I'm trusting that he's going to be the one. He's going to be the one to go to church with me. He's mm-hmm. going to treat my daughter well. He's going to treat right. me well because this is what you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Was there something doing the process um, as God was taking you through the process that you were looking for um, that didn't happen or didn't happen the way that you expected it, that like God just kind of blew your mind. I know the whole thing is just, you know, it's amazing to me, but um, can you think um, of anything sure in particular snacks. that we were like, okay, God, yeah. that's, you know, wow. I think the whole situation, honestly. Okay. Um, because even though that lady said what she said, mm-hmm. things yeah. weren't going that way. Yeah, gotcha. yeah It yeah. was not looking that way. And uh, back to early, but we talked about rebound. Yeah. He had to make sure, hey, I don't want to be a rebound guy. Like, yeah. are you, you know? <laughs> oh, and so yeah. for me, I'm like, okay, well, guy, you said this. And mm-hmm. he's over here thinking he a rebound guy. Right, right. <laughs> but of course. Yeah. And not so much that I was thinking that that's what it was. Kind of going back to what we've been talking about. At some point, we all, and we have, we all have to mature mm-hmm. and just be mm-hmm. upfront with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I know your heart. Most people who do that are not really looking to do that to anybody. Exactly. Yeah. It's your vulnerable. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you're a little bit more vulnerable in those moments than, than typical, right? Right. And so, yeah. you know, one good conversation, oh gosh, I think this is it. It's not that you're crazy or bad. Yeah. It's just, that's just where you are. You're just in a different space. Exactly. Um, and so it was more of, I just want to ensure yeah. that you have your space 
to do whatever you need to do without feeling pressure yeah. that you need to quickly conform to something yeah. based on expectation. Well, right? see, I, I think that's big because part, and again, I'm not a church basher, but I, I think part of what we find in a lot of church culture is this, just this need to always have certainty. Mm-hmm. And we're not comfortable with uncertainty by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Like it's a fear of the unknown, you know. And mm-hmm. and we almost we almost equate it with like a lack of faith. If you're not certain about such and such sure. every specific detail about it, yeah. Yeah. then yeah. that can't be from God because God is going to lay out every single detail or plan, despite the fact that He does not do that in Scripture. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that goes back to something you said, babe, about um, trusting God. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not this is gonna sound strange, but I'm a pastor. I, I get I say a lot of provocative oh, no, things, get it. so forgive me. It's not trusting what you heard him reveal to you about the future. Right. Mm-hmm. It's trusting God's God. character. Exactly. Not even the thing you're holding him to perform for you. Right. Because at the end of the day, no matter what promise he gave me, the promise is only good as his character. Exactly. And I'm trusting his character. Yeah. That's what matters. Exactly. And, and I just want to again honor this lady because no matter what she may have been dealing with in terms of God, but you said, you said, she never ever tried to put me in a position where she was trying to convince me that I was supposed to be with her. I cannot tell you that's happened to me in my life where someone tried to convince me that that I was their husband. And my thing is if you're trying to convince me of that, yeah. that means you're really not sure. Exactly. So you're trying to sure it up by trying to control me through exactly. sowing the seed. Exactly. You don't need to do that to you people. Yeah. Trust don't. God. Trust the process. And at the end of the day, if it ends up not being the one you thought, it's best that it happens that way than to try to manipulate that. Mm-hmm. Make it happen that way. Oh, yeah. And then, like you said, then the guy or the lady gets there and it's like, this is not what I thought. This is not what I want. <laughs> and now, oh God, why me? Well, yeah. technically, you're not a victim. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You because put that together. You control yeah. the situation. Right. You created yeah, exactly. that thing. Yeah. And now, God, how could you let this happen? Well, yeah. technically, he didn't. Right. You just kept going and you weren't listening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You weren't yeah. patient. Yeah. We, we blame God and the devil for a lot of stuff. A that lot. That nothing to do with it, right? <laughs> that we did not consult God. Yeah. Right. At exactly. all. Right. We just did it. And now yeah. we're like, okay, God, what you going to do about this thing? Yeah. I'm a mess. Right. That's right. That's true. All right, so this is Marriage at Golgotha, where we are transparent, right? Yes, we are. Okay, so I have Uh two questions. Okay. And you guys, you know, Denise can go first, or John can go first, but of course you know we love... You love your spouse. I love you, darling. <laughs> I love you, honey. Wayne, I love you. I feel like you set but me up. Wayne oh, this is a, this is a huge gets, setup. Gets on my nerves sometimes. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, <laughs> oh my God. Like, oh God. Don't shake your head yeah. so fast. I don't so, like that. <laughs> but I love him. Yes. It does know, go by. I would fight for him. That's yeah. right. If I had to, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. what? Did I mention it goes vice versa? Yeah, I know. I know I get on your nerves. I know. Okay. I'm a type A. I'm, you know, he's more relaxed or yes. whatever. So anyway, yes. so what is something about your spouse that just like, you're like, oh my God. Because like, you guys dated for five years. So I know it's something. So yeah. what is that one thing that's like, oh, do you have to do this? Like really that one thing. Like, that's like, just, okay. like bro, his glasses well, are so nerdy you. or, you know, like it's not. No, that's <laughs> That's no, I'm talking about something. I know, I know. Yeah. You know, for me, it was, and this may not be, but it it was for me. I, I think I've grown to 
be okay with it. He's a talker. <laughs> okay. so, yeah, and um, even when I would get upset with him about stuff, like say I'm, we might have disagreed on something. Well, mm-hmm. initially I don't want to talk. Yes. I need my time to yes. give me some space. Yes. He's a talker. Right. No, I think we need to talk. Right. We, we need to talk. And so I'm just like, okay. But it took a, a while for me to grow to the point of wanting to talk. And finally, when I grew to that point, mm-hmm. what'd you say, Ben? Gosh, now it's like everything. You want to talk about everything. <laughs> babe, we need to talk about this. Oh, I don't want ice cream today, babe. We need to have a talk. <laughs> so now I'm the one that's saying, we need to talk. Okay, I got so you. I like that's to switch great. up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I guess Wayne and John must have been drinking some of the same water. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to talk right now. That's Just let me be mad right. for my yeah. minute, and I'll talk to you about when, it later. When I'm ready, that's but, right. Okay, so... <laughs> John, we know you love your queen. We know you just love her. She is just so awesome to yeah, you. She just, won't she won't be shocked by what I share. Okay, so so what's that she, one thing? I'll say it the right way so I don't get in trouble on the way home. She explains everything. <laughs> <laughs> Ask her one question. Hey, um, why did you put that on the chair? All I'm asking, all I'm asking, literally, is why is there? I'm not. There's nothing behind okay. that. See, well, I, yeah. I put it there um, for whatever reason. And then, well, you got to remember, and she gives me a whole story. It's like, babe, I just asked you one question. <laughs> why was that? That's all I ask. So sometimes, just she really gives you details that sometimes you just you don't have to have. I have to admit that's me in this relationship. <laughs> me, me, me. Like I, 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 I will. Let's get to the I'm the type A feet. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. I'm just saying, man. I, I like I like being thorough with explanations. That's right. Yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't Clear. talk I don't talk much. You know, you don't. Not okay. You're you're more. Do we need to play that? No, 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 no. Okay. Think things have. Oh, okay. You funny. <laughs> think things have kind of switched. We've taken on a lot of each other's personalities. Yeah. But I still think that she's more of an extrovert than I am. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'm. I'm not the first to talk. She's more outspoken than I am. Mm-hmm. But when I do talk, you know, I, I've, I've thought through it. I've processed it. Mm-hmm. I've, I've tried to connect all these dots, come up with these different scenarios. So, yeah, I'll take the time to explain why, you know, my cell phone was here. And that's there. really great at yeah. times. That's yeah. one of the things that I admire about you because you do put a lot of thought into things where I might say I just... You know, I right. take action too quick. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are some things you do got to process and just give it a minute. Yeah. But then yeah. there are those times when I'm like, you want a split second decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we make a decision here? Let's mm-hmm. just come on. Let's do this thing or just say no. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. Uh, again, that's 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 good. So what is that one thing where you're just like, you could brag on? John about all day long just something that's just phenomenal that you just really admire about him or a trait that he has that maybe you wish you had or something that you're kind of learning from him he's a people person and he loves people not that I dislike people (laughs) but he genuinely loves people and he really thinks about them Okay. And their feelings and how certain things affect them he really he's supposed to be a pastor I I truly believe he was called for that yeah for me, I think it's awesome. And then the way he treats me, I yeah. I tell you, I have a good guy. And sometimes I just recently told him, I said, I think I got to work. And I just sat in my car for a minute. And I was just like, God, I thank God because yeah. I yeah. have a good man. Yeah. I love my job. I love what I do. I mean, this is a good a life blessing. right now. And blessing. so it yeah. feels good. And so I can brag about everything about him. Like, 
he takes care of me. He loves me. I mean, even mentally, he just feeds into me. Aww. I mean, I just... We're, we're newlyweds, so when she yeah. says everything, I won't lie, my mind goes completely in a different place. Well, seriously, like... like I'm, he, I'm scoring right now. Yeah, I'm really yeah. scoring. But he, seriously, he really is a good guy. Like, yeah. I'm not making this stuff up. It's yeah. like, seriously, like, God yeah. has really... That's, he did it with this. Yes. That's that's really awesome. So yeah. um, keep that same energy when he get on your nerves. But yeah, well, <laughs> you I show him love in that way too. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I real. let him know yeah. when he's on my. <laughs> he no problem telling me the truth. Yeah, no problem telling me the truth. Yeah. So um, your your story is on um, the knot. We didn't hear John's. Oh, I I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh no, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, what's that one thing? Um, I apologize. We, we've used this phrase before. It comes from a pastor who retired a couple years ago from public ministry as far as a pastorate. But he used to always say, um, our deepest fear um, is to be loved but not known, hmm. but also to be known but not loved. And as a pastor, I think for me, sometimes people fall in love with your gifts, yep. Yep. Um, your ministry. Um, what you are now, yeah. mm-hmm. how they see you now, um, and they can't appreciate or won't appreciate not just your story in terms of your past, but your ongoing story. Right. And to have a woman who respects me as a pastor, but also knows my dark days, she knows my mm-hmm. struggles, she knows the issues that I have, and it doesn't affect her when it comes to that that love. Um, she knows and loves me deeply and uh, that is something that over the last 10 years I haven't dated much and you know uh, the bottom line is she's been the one person that that's been the case wow Um, and when you have that um, yeah that's a special thing it is I agree oh that's why I call you honeydew so (laughs) sweet that's so nice scooter honeydew by the way uh, Another thing that really bothers me this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we were talking about that this morning. How many pet names I have? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, that's that's a good thing as long as they're positive. That's I'm true. Telling that's you. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Honestly, I had to catch myself because I get offended when she wouldn't call me honey. Like, why are you calling me my first name? Because <laughs> yeah, I, get, I very disrespect. seldomly did it. I appreciate like, yeah. that. Just hearing you say that. Okay, I'm grateful yeah, for yeah, honey. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm cool yeah, with that. That's yeah. cool. When I start saying Wayne, that's that's Something's why you think, that's why you think you're a trouble. Wayne, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, uh, like I'm glad I don't have a middle name because she would, she would <laughs> like real talk. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would do that to you. Yeah, you would. You think I would? I, I know you would. <laughs> well, you know me. You yeah, do know me. Exactly. So um, I, I see you guys have your stories on thenot.com. Um, I know that's particularly a site where people post like their weddings and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Are you guys going to leave this up so that listeners can kind of, you know, I know they heard your story, but it's it's just looking at it. Yeah, I can, here, I can put it really... in the show notes. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's okay. that's that's awesome. You guys will have an opportunity to um, to even read their story. I it's, feel like it's, it's just so much more. Yeah. Um, yeah. To this, yeah. like, and I just love. Uh, a lot of things in common we do yeah man. I, I, that's dope like, I, really I did awesome. not realize that we had that much common yeah, yeah but i really you know we really appreciate you guys' transparency just you know joining us today it's, it's just been really phenomenal it's 
been inspiring. There you go with your adjectives again. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, Keep going. It's, it's just really been great just hearing hearing them share their story. This has really been awesome. It is. So, yeah, yes. I agree. Um, well, I, anybody got any last words? I just appreciate you guys for doing this. Um, I know Denny's had been talking about it for a while. I didn't know when we would do it. Um, but I think yesterday is when I saw uh, the info and yeah. the, the stuff you guys sent. And um, I just think it's a remarkable resource uh, wow. for young couples. I think it's a really, really good thing in view of some of what you said. You know, we don't bash the church, and that's great and all, but we do need to critique it when it needs to be critiqued. Agreed. And, Agreed. But the good news is not just critiquing, but offering an avenue exactly to help where there might be some some lack right and, yeah um, right. these kinds of things i think are are truly inspiring encouraging yeah. and it reminds people that man you're not alone right yeah um, yeah you're not right. alone yeah. right um, and when a couple can be strengthened and encouraged that affects a whole tribe of people yeah. Yeah. it does yeah. um so i just think it's really cool it really does and that was one of the reasons i think why we really wanted to do the podcast is because of the obstacles that we face and even the obstacles that we, you know, still face. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just an opportunity to to be transparent. There have been times when we've talked about certain issues and then afterwards we're like, oh, did you really feel that yeah. way? Yeah, it forces like, you to yeah. deal with stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. it does. You know, so it's, it's kind of been a medicine, I guess, it so, so for us. That's good. But um, it's really just, you know, again, because we're not... Um, looking at the marriages from, you know, when our parents got married, yeah. you know, from 1955, 65, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, year they got married. Now you have more millennials yep. that are getting married. We're dealing with a certain yeah. set yeah. of issues. Yeah, and, unique issues. Yeah. yeah, I had a friend um, that said to me, she was like, I don't have any uh, kids. Um, you know, a lot of the guys that I meet, they already, yeah. you know, and I said, well, it's, it's 2019. It's part, it's part of the dynamic um, now. You know, yeah. it's, yeah. Yeah. you're going you're gonna to meet, you know, you, you're probably going to meet somebody that yeah. does have kids. And those are some things that you kind of have to be willing to be open to. For sure. Um, you know, but my advice to her was, you know, you know, trust God, you know, doing the process that whoever that person is that, you know, he has for you, that's going to be the person that's for you regardless mm. of what mm-hmm. you know i don't like to look at kids as baggage right. um Amen. but Agreed. regardless of well what yeah. you well come yeah. to the well table with because we yeah. all have baggage right. it's right. just some of it's visible and some of it's That's not right. yes. but exactly um right. yeah you know one of the things that i had to share with her is that you know that person that that god has for you that's the person that God has for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So it doesn't matter, you know. But I said that to say that the dynamics of relationships and things have really changed. And I think with the church, they're just not willing. I won't say every church, um, but I'm talking about church culture, yeah. especially yeah. African-American yeah. church culture. Yeah. For sure. It's just like they have this picture of what marriage yeah. is supposed to look like. Yeah. And if it doesn't look like this, if it doesn't look like that, then yeah. you're not entitled to it. Yeah. You know, and that's really yeah. damaging. Agreed. Um, because we're turning away and I'm I don't want to get on a tangent of this because yeah. this can go into a whole nother podcast. So, you know, you have young women that are saying, Well, I'm not good enough, you know, for a husband because I have a child, so now I'm gonna just turn to a woman. Yep. You know? Yep. Um yeah. so it's That's true. so many other things <laughs> yeah. that are coming with that and I think yeah. the church is really not looking at the big picture. Yeah. Right. You think know? about it. If we have church cultures that are judgmental 
unforgiving, mm-hmm. unmerciful, yeah. even as they proclaim a message that's all those things. Yeah. If this is what you do and people are coming in week in, week out, and they have some of these dynamics, we are projecting a failure onto people that they shouldn't feel. Mm-hmm. And what I have found in my own my own congregation is that if someone takes their relational history, whether a child came out of it or just poor decisions, whatever you whatever the situation yeah, is, right. if they have if they have internalized what they've been through as they are a failure by virtue of what they hear from our pulpits yep. and the ministry that they get. Yep. If they internalize that, then they actually start feeling as if they are disqualified exactly. from yeah. any kind of life yeah. that yeah. they thought God might have. Which right. means, going to your point, they start settling for things yeah. because they would rather settle and have some version of happiness than yeah. nothing. Remember the woman yeah. at the well. Why would a woman, again, I think there's a lot of layers to that story, yeah. but why would why would a woman have five husbands and then finally be in a position where she's with a man that's not her husband? Right. The story is not the basher, right. but I think we need to be asking questions. Yeah, mm. exactly. Has she settled because yeah. she's been alienated and now she has some weird reputation where she may have believed something about herself that wasn't true? Yeah. And Jesus comes and does what? He literally gives her a new narrative. Exactly. And reminds her, hey, listen, I have something for you right. um, that's going to put your life right side up. Yeah. In other words, the stories and the narratives that they gave you yeah. aren't true. Aren't yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the woman, by the way, the woman who everyone alienates and avoids becomes the linchpin of them getting good news. Yeah. And how crazy is yeah. that? Right? And evangelists, yeah. you know, ironically. So yeah. I just yeah. think those, those stories are fascinating. They are. But we have to find voices of liberation for people. Yeah. And I, I think, too, and I, I'm reading a book by uh, Ray Ortland called The Gospel. And one of his quotes that, he, he, that really stuck with me was, uh, let's not just automatically assume that our churches and our church culture is like gospel centered. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's really dig in and examine yeah. whether or not, you know, the culture that we created in yeah. the church is actually, you know, centered towards the gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he said any institution can create the opposite of what it is teaching. Yeah. It almost always happens. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it does. Any institution for the most part that's launched for some purpose. Yeah. Eventually what happens is you start preserving and protecting yourself. Right. Which tends to mean you will probably transgress your original mission. The church was, before it was an institution, it was a movement and a community of people. Exactly. But when it becomes an institution, doesn't mean it automatically gets bad. Yeah. But if you stop critiquing and you stop asking questions, it basically becomes like a country club. It does. Um, It does. We get to determine who's in and out. Yeah. Which again, how's that gospel? See, me and him going on. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm sitting up here like, okay, the theologians. We could, yeah. we could. We could. real talk. This, yeah. this is really good and we'll definitely have to continue um, we will. with another episode. We will. But um, this has really been phenomenal. Yep. Um, so we again thank you guys so much for joining yeah, us thanks for having us really yeah, it's been great and yeah. um so uh we want to encourage all of our listeners those um especially those of you that are married we know we have some single people that listen in and we encourage you to continue to listen Definitely. in Definitely. um but uh, we want to encourage you guys to date um one of the things that um wayne and i have decided that we're going to be more intentional about is date nights we had a super super busy day 
a couple of weeks ago, I think mm-hmm. maybe a week ago, um, where we were just flat out just tired. He had a lot going on. Yeah, I had a lot it was going the day on. of the wedding. But yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. It sure was. Like, I had an event that morning. He had an event. And uh, it was like, okay, we got a lot of stuff we got to do. But we, we had a free dinner from your job. Yeah. 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 I had so, a guest certificate to yeah. a certain restaurant. And we went and we. Because we were childless. We didn't have Cam that night, so we took opportunity. So we're saying that um, just to let you guys know to seize the moment. Yeah, you know, if you get sure. an opportunity to have a date night, um, you might not even have to go out. You can. I think we were out probably maybe like an hour and a half because we're getting older. Night. And, right. you know, at a certain time I get sleepy. So Thanks. we were right. like, oh, we're just going to go like enjoy this free yeah, meal yeah. and yeah. just, you know, get dressed up. <laughs> and, and deuces. Yeah. And, and be back at the house. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely want to um, encourage you to take a date night, um, wine and dine your spouse, make yes. them happy. Yep. I think I made you happy that night, right? Okay. All right. See, <laughs> just so, see, see. Um, maybe some kids listening. But, <laughs> um, so, again, thank you so much, guys, for joining in. This is Marriage at Golgotha, where our focus is building on a Christ-centered marriage. All right, and we're out. Signing off, y'all. Thanks so much for listening to Marriage at Golgotha. We really appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you. This is always phenomenal. It's always wonderful. Mm-hmm. Always fun. Yes, always fun. So, babe, tell them where they can check us out. Well, for starters, you can go to our site. Website is marriageatgolgotha.com. M-A-R-R-I-A-G-E-A-T-G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A dot com. That's probably the easiest way to listen. We have our podcast episodes page set up with a playlist and you can go down the episodes however you want listening to each episode there. We're also set up on iTunes for our Apple users. For our Android users, we will not hold that against you. We are on Google Podcasts and uh, for anybody, you can check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public. There are a few other podcasting platforms that we're on as well. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Follow us there. Like our Facebook page. On Instagram, our handle is M at G. That's M A T G underscore podcast. You have a lot of ways to get to us. We want to get it out there, not because we're looking to be famous, but because we we really believe God's given us something to say, and we really just like the conversations. That's right. So please remember to keep it real. Keep it live. Keep Christ in your marriage. Way to the men. Don't fall away, just keep holding on. We'll be going home. Don't fall away, just keep holding on. Be closer to our home. Yeah. Don't fall away, just keep holding on. We'll be going home. Yeah. Don't fall away, just keep holding on. Be closer to our home.